It's solo episode week on Melanated Conversations. This week on the show, Tarion and I check in with one another to reflect on recent developments this year. We get candid with our feelings and discuss our journey of a few health scares, as well as explore our emotional well-being in this time. And we offer a few encouraging lessons from this season. We're delivering this chat with no frills, just pure raw conversation unedited and unfiltered so grab a glass y'all and unwind with us welcome to melanated conversations our narrative and our perspective here on the podcast we are amplifying the voices of black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation I'm Tyrion. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. What's up, y'all? Y'all know who we are. Welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I'm your co-host, Tyrion. And I'm your co-host, Yana. <laughs> uh, if you can't tell by now, we're this is an episode where we're just going off the cuff. We realized we hadn't actually done a, just like a solo type of episode where it's just me and Yana. We brought y'all a lot of guests this season. Really the past three seasons, we've been we've been giving y'all some hitters. But anyway, we just wanted to come on here and chat with y'all, check in, do a little reflecting so far on just uh, how we've been feeling, how we feel about our podcast. And um, I don't know, Yana, you want to say anything? I know you want to say something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. This morning started off kind of a little unexpected today. This, well, I feel like I I don't want to get through, like, I want to make this conversation. um, I want to take us down. (laughs) I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. But I, 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 I mean, I knew this was on that calendar. And at first I was like, I don't know if I have the energy in me today to really like talk through. Yeah. But then I thought about what we were talking about today. And I was like, you know what? Despite everything that's been going on this year, as it relates to us personally, but especially relating to this show, there is a lot that we have to be thankful for and, and yeah. just really thinking about how this past year of us going through the show and growing our show and how we've made some, you know, amazing leaps that we didn't even expect where we will be at this point. Because yeah. you know, when we started, it was like, who are we going to interview? Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Who's going to talk to us? Who's going to listen to us? Right. Um, and how this season alone, this third season, Oof. it is something about the number three. Mm. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the Holy Trinity. And it's, you know, it's my Jesus year. It's it is your two. Jesus year. It's just three. That, tri- that double three. That, that, that double three. <laughs> but, um, well, we are definitely grateful for every season that we've had on this show. And mm-hmm. um, I think this season was so special for Terry and I because we went deeper than we have in any of our seasons. And yeah, it really cut to the origin of why we wanted to create this this particular 
show itself because we wanted to have these deep conversations, not just between Terry and I, but with other women who experience some of the same things yeah, um, and can tell a story from their way, their own, um, based on their own experiences, but also people who are experts yes. in doing great work um, and, and helping with particular topics or issues that are for Super, us. Yeah, that are important and that are vital for us as yes. Black women. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't mean to cut you off, um, but just yeah, just definitely thinking that. I, if I'm being honest, even when we when you and I first sat down and we were talking through like um, just what we wanted for the show, and we knew like our aim and wanting to speak, have a platform for Black women. But in all honesty, in my mind, like I never even imagined that we would even be sitting down and having conversations with what you just said, like with women, like who are out here who have major platforms who have done the work that that these are these women are experts in their field um and and can speak truth mm-hmm. to these to these issues that are so important to you and I and the other black women around the world these are things that we deal with on a daily basis that are affecting our lives and our livelihood um and so i never even imagined i think god has just been so good to us in that area is like mm-hmm. he's kind of he's gone above and beyond and it's not that we didn't have or set great expectations for this show you know what i mean we've I, we always have and still do have like, you know, this, these big picture ideas, but I think at the way and the rate that they started just kind of coming at us mm-hmm. was definitely unexpected. And um, I, I'm just super grateful for that. Um, and it's just, it's so cool. Cause you know, sometimes Yana and I, if this is a transparent moment. Sometimes we're kind of like, oh, is, is this working? Like, is this really working? Like, yeah, we talked about this last week where yeah. we didn't realize that both of us at maybe at the same time or at different times were having some of these same, same feelings thoughts. and questioning if, you know, is it worth even still doing this show? Like, are our outputs being matched by um, the things that we're investing in to create this show? Um yeah. And sometimes when you look at things from when you, you you look at it, not necessarily just from the monetary side. No, that was one piece mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. But when you look at it from this. Like as far as impact is concerned or. Well, you, I guess just for us, we had to focus on refocus back on the vision and what really of why or, or why why we created the show yeah 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 and not let yeah. that be taunted by or tainted not taunted um <laughs> tainted by you know numbers and numbers yeah yeah mm-hmm. and seeing you know this you know we fall into this this space sometimes of where we kind of can like compare our progress and although we are definitely progressing yeah sometimes it feels like you're still standing still yeah but, through this experience, I would say, because especially with our episode with Dr. Rihanna, mm-hmm. which probably had, by the time this episode is aired, we probably have already aired that episode. Yeah, um, definitely. That conversation 
I felt oh like God. was it was everything that we needed at that moment. Yes. Not even just from the topic of the lens of, you know, how we were discussing some of like the mental things yeah. around being a black individual right. um, in America, but more so the testimony that she shared and yeah. how, you know, just leading with the vision and trusting in the plan and the way that the plan um, plays out mm-hmm. is that it's all working. As long as you are doing what is asked of you yeah. and you, you know, you're leading with a service mindset. Mm-hmm. Like. God's still in the background. He's always working. Yes, he never stops. He's still working. He's yeah. still moving. Even when you feel like you're sitting still. He's yeah. Still yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, and it's crazy too. And, you know, like, like you just said, you know, by the time y'all hear this, you should have already listened to Dr. Rihanna's episode, but, you know, just even from the perspective of sometimes feeling like, oh, you've been pulled from a certain place to another place. And it's like, oh, this looks like, this looks promising. And then you get there and it's like, but wait, okay. I thought this is kind of what I'd always dreamt of, you know what I mean? Or I'm in such a good place. Like this is a promising place. And then guys, like, I just kind of put you here to remind you of some stuff to really remind you of what I truly called you to do. And only put you here in this position for that one reason. And that's it. And now, so I'm going to remove you and put you where I I, I've always planned for you to be, but you know what I mean? Sometimes you can be put in situations where it's literally just to remind you, you know what I'm saying? Of where you are supposed to truly be. And, um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes I think for some people, it looks like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. And then for some people, it may look like I didn't ask to be here. Why am I even here? You know what I'm saying? Or like, this is not going how I planned it to go. And I think sometimes God is like, that's the problem. Because mm-hmm. this ain't your plan at the end of the day. Like I'm using you as a vessel, you know what I'm saying? For my works and my thing, for the things that I want accomplished to be done. And he can get it done without us, but he's put us on earth for a special reason, for a special purpose. And so um, a lot of times we have to remove self out of the way and just mm-hmm. be like, okay, I'm just going to submit. And I'm going to take my hands off of it because anytime I touch stuff, I mess it up. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, even if you're not intentionally trying to mess it up, like you messing stuff up. Um, <laughs> and so I just, that was such a, like you said, that was just such a powerful episode. It, 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 just from the work that she's doing to just her her testimony in general. And like Yana said, it was just, the, it was so refreshing to hear. It's such a, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. And yeah. so um, definitely kind of in some ways, I think maybe was a reminder for us considering oh, the conversation great. that you and I had just had. Uh, was it that same day we were talking before we got yeah. on the call? I her? was like, dude, do we, after this year, do we continue this? Yeah. Like real, real talk. <laughs> real talk. And I don't know, too, you know what I'm saying, if it's because I don't know to a certain degree if 2020 itself has like halted. Yeah, it was it added more of the heaviness to it It just made it. Yeah, I I agree. And I would say coupled with um, 
I wasn't expecting to share this, but I definitely will share this because this will actually give a full scope to with me. A lot of it too. I wouldn't even say it was just the show itself. Um, or the because I feel like the show is what gives us life sometimes. It's mm-hmm. like sometimes we can be having like a bad day. We're like, we got this recording, but by the time they're recording is over, we're like, man, I'm on fire today. Lift the script. <laughs> um I think it was just like you said, the behind the 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 other things that come with managing and maintaining a show. But yeah. also it's like you said, it's been a heavy year. Just mm-hmm. a lot of things that surround all of us, all of us are going through. Yeah. Um, for me, there was some personal things. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I've shared in my story before that actually, and it comes back, and this is so interesting to say too, is that this was three years ago when yeah. I had my last um my my breast cancer scare. And same with my dad. Your dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that time, too, my mother was going through health problems at that time. But in yeah. this time, um, my aunt mm-hmm. was diagnosed with COVID and it didn't look good. And so, you know, here we are three years later and we're in the same, I'm in the same situation. Mm-hmm. Had my annual checkup. And I'm saying this because at the time of this recording, it is but the last day of what's quote unquote breast cancer awareness month, but you know, breast cancer awareness is every day. Yeah. Um, and you know, I go for my regular checkup and there is a mass discovered on my right breast. And, you know, for a moment there, just thinking about everything that's happened this year and how this year has been going, you know, that's the last thing that I wanted. I needed added to the plate of what 2020 has been serving us. Right. Um, and while I would definitely say I was much stronger this time around, maybe because, you know, I've been through this before. And y'all, I'm not, I'm I'm definitely trying not to cry because y'all know I'm a crier. Oh, um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this segment like a G. Huh? I can see the tears. No, I can see, first of all, <laughs> nose turning red, eyes is watering. No, I, you no. know I'm a snitch on you every time you start crying. It's allergies. <laughs> and it's been cold here in, in Texas the last few days. It's, it's cold and allergies. So. Oh, don't you blame that on that cold front. Cold <laughs> front, <laughs> that night air. Um... Ah. <laughs> um I'll say this real quick because I want, like I said, I feel like I keep bringing the show down. I'm sorry, y'all. But I do want to, like I said, I wanted to only say this because I want us, meaning women, actually men and women. Yeah. Come on. Especially runs in your family Mm -hmm. to definitely have our regular checkups, whether that's breast examinations or what, just checkups in in general, because there have been, you know, a lot of cases around us where people were just fine and, you know, the next minute they're sick. And, you know, I I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but just, you know, take care of your health and really pay attention to the signs of your body and things that are changing and, and document. But for our women or black women, all women, please go get get you get your examinations um handled 
Yeah. And, and I would, I would uh, just add to that. Do your research on your physicians. If you, if, if you've been going to a particular physician for, you know, years, if this is somebody that is just your family always went to, but you, something's just not sitting right with you, especially as black women, yeah. um, do your research, ask around, um, go for, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like just because somebody got MD behind their name does not make them qualify. Yeah. Um, and they, they're just things, you know, for us that we have to really, really take into consideration. So, you know, it's okay to, to say, you know what, I got to cut, cut ties and I got to do what's best for my health, my mental all of that, because that all encompasses the same thing. And so I, you know, just highly encourage, especially our black women, um, black families, not just black women, but our black families, our black men, our black, our children, like make sure you're doing the research. And if possible, I know that's not always attainable depending on where you live, but if you can find a physician um, that, you know, understands the fullness of you, mm-hmm. then, um, yeah. Yeah. That. We talk a lot. We talk actually a lot about that in this season. Yeah, absolutely. Courtney, especially as it being, you know, being your own advocate as a patient or having someone there with you to be. Yes. And I know with COVID that can kind of be a little tricky too, because you right. know, some of the restrictions, but, but yes, um, if y'all have, if y'all missed those episodes, t- check out our episode with Dr. Courtney, mm-hmm. um, with the therapist that we have had, we've had plenty of different um, mental health um, and clinical therapists on our show yes. that have given us different tips and just a fabulous research around um, the findings that relates to us and how, you know, we can maintain our own health. So, yeah. but I, let me finish this. Sure. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Then we can move on. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, um, the doctor found a mass and, Next was for me to schedule my sonogram and she wanted to do a ultrasound to have a sonogram and ultrasound at her, but she wanted to, she referred me to a specialist to get that done. And first I didn't think I was going to be able to be seen into November because, and I thought about it, it's October. So everyone is getting, you know, mammograms, you know, pickups. And so, you know, it's capacity right now, but they actually called me a few days later, maybe two days, maybe the next day it was not more than two days and was able to get me scheduled within that week. Oh, that's nice. Um, which was, yes, because while I was definitely stronger this time around, I'm not going to lie. It was, I removed a lot. So I stopped, um, I kind of removed myself from social media, meaning that I wasn't really on and I tried to try to like limit that type of interaction from, you know, personal space, really wasn't watching TV because not even just from, you know, just, just that removal stuff, but also because, you know, I wanted to release certain things that was causing added stressors that I didn't need, especially mm-hmm. around election time, rather whatever side you on, I just got tired of seeing it and hearing it and just seeing yeah. the divide and seeing all the ugliness. So I removed the things that I didn't need to, that was just unconsciously and consciously adding more stress to me. So I went in and I will say, if you've never 
especially for people like Terry and I's age, you know, usually, you know, the recommended age for a mammogram is like 40 years old, mm-hmm. unless, you know, there's some family history. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I will say, and I thought it was just the first time, but the, even the second time, my experience in going to offices that are specific to like, you know, breast care. Right. Have been the my most pleasant experiences far as medical care. Mm. I don't know if it's just because we're all in there for the, you know, for the same general kind of thing. Right. But from and also to a lot of the women, because like I said, you know, the general age for getting a mammogram is what 40 and mm-hmm. up. A lot of them are older. Yeah. And they just have that like sweet nurturing spirit. They can sit, they can, I guess they can sense that you're younger or you yeah. might look younger. I remember my first time, I can't remember what she said her last name was, but I remember her name was Marie. Mm-hmm. And she was so sweet. She, she, saw, she saw me in a corner kind of like, gosh, I don't want to cry. You're going to be a G, Yana. You said you was going to be a G today. <laughs> no, she saw me in a corner and I was kind of like, because I didn't, this is my first Sitting time. Sitting on pins and needles. Yeah, I didn't know how to fit. I'm half naked with a, um, you know, with the little wraparound vest on the top half. And I'm sitting because that you go into the, they take you to this little locker room type of space where you get changed. And then there's a little waiting room in there. And then they call you depending on what you were having. For me, I was having a mammogram and an ultrasound again the first time. Mm-hmm. So they'll call you back for each of those procedures, whatever. But as I'm sitting, you know, and that weight, that anticipation, it's not like a normal, like when you go into a normal doctor's checkup. That weight is just more of a frustrating weight because you're like, I'm ready to be seen. Get in and get out. out of here. Yeah. But that <laughs> specialist weight, when you're sitting yeah. and you know you're there because there may be a problem mm-hmm. and you know that after being seen, it can, be, it can go probably one or two ways. There's not a mm-hmm. problem or there is a problem. Mm-hmm. There's a really bad problem. Mm-hmm. And I think too, I was caught up in, I'm like the youngest person sitting in this room. It got to be bad if I'm in here right now. Mm-hmm. And then I start thinking about my family history. I've shared on my father's side, like I've had a lot of women pass from breast cancer, some aunts. I believe my grandmother, a host of cousins, like in not just past, but even have it. Um, Mm -hmm. I have an aunt right now that has it and she's thankfully in remission, but I'm not oblivious to the fact that, you know, there's a high chance. Yeah. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I sitting there and I'm like, gosh, I I might get some news that I, you know, even though I was this schedule, this schedule appointment has already been like I've had days to, and this is my first time. I had days to process, and I have this appointment. It yeah. still doesn't really hit you till you sitting in them chairs. It's like I might get some bad news today. Yeah, but I think the women in that space they can feel that and they know that. And Miss Marie was, I mean, she 
like she helped this is pre-covid she yeah. held my hand and she you know kind of like rubbed my back I was like it's gonna be okay yeah and then even like the people that the medical professionals behind the scenes that were going through all the procedures with me I've never had that level of care like that empathy mm-hmm. I didn't feel rushed they talked to me the whole way they reassured mm-hmm. me that you know whichever way it was going to go that I was going to have support yeah. so and when I got the ultrasound which that you know if y'all been pregnant or you know as one has been pregnant it's the, it's the same technology they use when you know they look for the baby but they do the same thing for your breast and she's pulling the scope of that area and she says to me I see it and when she said I see it I'm like oh lord <laughs> take me now lord <laughs> what you see what is it <laughs> what you see <laughs> what you see <laughs> oh excuse me but and it's so crazy because it was probably like the size. I can't remember the exact. It was like point something, point seven, I think, centimeters. Very tiny, yeah. very tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, how something that tiny can make a big difference. But she did say that that one was what they call, and y'all medical professions, if y'all listen, if I say this wrong. Benign. It was benign, but it was called fibrodenoma, fibroadenoma. I can't. Remember. I don't know her. Um, but basically, it's a like it's like you said a benign kind of. Anywho, yeah. I broke down when she told me that that it was benign. <laughs> I was like, I guess I was gonna cry either way, Rev. I, I was like, she said benign, and she said, "Oh, sweetheart," she hugged me for the longest the doctor did, and she was just like. I know exactly how you feel mm-hmm. and you can stay here as long as we can, st- we can stay here as long as we need to, or I can bring people in to help you. And mm. so, but she was just one, but she was like, I want you to know that you're okay. And she was like, I understand how you feel. She's like, cause at the time I was 30, she yeah. was like, you're, you're young. You just turned 30. And, um, she was like, I had the very, I was in the very same scenario as you when I was 30. And that is one of the reasons why I wanted to get, why I chose this path was because the emotions that you feel and felt was exactly how I felt. And I wanted to make sure whoever left the space, whether it was good news or bad news delivered, that they knew that there was hope for them. I mean, I mean, that they had somebody they at least doing look. the best. Like she didn't yeah. want to say like, oh, like, cause you know, if things are bad, you can't as a medical professional mm-hmm. say that like, everything's going to be okay. But right. you know, I knew exactly what she meant. And she did something that's never happened for me before. She asked if she could pray for me in that moment. And she, I was like, girl, you're not taking breaths. Somebody <laughs> buy me a um, Honda. Yes. She prayed for me and hugged me. And yeah, that was my first experience. Second experience, you know, it's COVID. We're in COVID season Mm -hmm. now. So, you know, dressing rooms are very, dressing room and, you know, just the waiting room is very sparse because they're trying to maintain that, you know, the levels of social distancing and, you know, being very, following the protocols for keeping everyone safe. But I will still say that even like 
there was one other lady that was in the waiting room with me. She was just so just like, girl, I just, she helped me laugh through it. She was just like, cause you, cause if y'all don't know, when you go to get like a mammogram and different things, they'll tell mm-hmm. you not to wear any deodorant, right. not to put mm-hmm. any powders or anything on. Mm-hmm. And so she was just joking. She was like, girl, I don't know how long we're going to have to wait in here. They know they can't keep us here. We ain't got no deodorant. No. <laughs> They're going to tell me to lift this arm up and put this breast on there. And they're going to get yeah. me laugh because I was like, I'm sure love her sweating and I know I'm a little runch. And that stress sweat is different yes. than just regular sweat. Tell you, okay? <laughs> I mean, I was fresh, well, like fresh, freshly shaved because then, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if that interferes either, but I, I ain't had no hair under my arm, but it, right, right. it was coming. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh Lord, I didn't think about that. When I got to lift my arm up, put my breast in the thing that they probably, whoop. but I was like, thankfully, uh, thankfully we all wear masks. This is one time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is it me? Is it you? I don't know. Girl, put your mask on. You got your mask on. Oh, but you no, know, that was that was a that was cool. And in again, the same experience. The doctor, um, the nurses were very or taking out the the lab techs or the radiologist. Radiologist, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. All of them were very. They're very personable and very. You know, I just felt like I the that what they call was a bedside manner or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. it was, yeah. I feel like I've gotten the best bedside care manner in those spaces, at least from my experience of getting my mammograms and stuff done. Yeah. So I say that, and I'm not, I can't speak to all offices and spaces, but I say that to tell people that it's not a bad experience. Um, Even getting the mammogram is it's more uncomfortable than anything. Somebody's, you know, machine squeezing on your, your breast. And when you got a lot of them like me, it's a lot to grip. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I had my first mammogram at, I was about 29, 30. Oh, really? Similar situation. It's a cyst that just will, every once in a while, I had a little leakage. Anyway, same thing. But, but you, at least you got something to put on the thing. Cause, <laughs> oh, I didn't think about it when you, you when you don't have nothing to put on the machine, <laughs> and then they start. I'm like, what? I don't know what you gonna grip, ma'am. Like, and she's like, grip, trying to help me grip and put in, and I, we struggling. Okay, we were struggling. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, at least you have you got plenty of meats. To put in the machine. I wish Child. I can donate some because <laughs> if you're gonna donate, then donate. You said you was gonna donate, then donate. Do you understand what I'm saying? I did not mean to take away from your story. Oh, this is what's needed. Because I, I ain't gonna lie, when I told Cordell the second time that yeah, I was like, you know, a mass has been found, I gotta go through this over again. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, you know what? I just want to just get rid of them. I just, I don't want them no more. I just want, he was like, well, hold up. Wait, we don't even know. <laughs> what, what you're saying now? Wait a minute. Uh, no, we not, we not just going to cut them out and throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, he was 
like, can we make a mold of them first or something? I don't just, we're not going to just get rid of them. No, I, 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 first of all, I'm just, first of all, thank you. Are you done? I didn't. I yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I went way longer than what I had said. I, that's why you never leave with the with the disclaimer. I ain't gonna hold you too long. I ain't. I'm gonna be real quick at this story because we know Especially the story ain't gonna be quick. Black people, we are never quick with our. We should learn that in church. Yeah. I ain't gonna hold you too long. That meant that we should pack lunch, a light <laughs> snack, some snacks in the purse, maybe some okay. change clothes, something, <laughs> at least some flats, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I was just saying, like, thank you for sharing that and for for our listeners to to hear that because that's important. That's extremely important. I'll have to agree with you. Um, my experience was very similar. My, I think my stress was a little less only because I know everybody's like, but y'all cousins, well, if you didn't hear what y'all said, the the breast cancer, um, the history of breast cancer runs on her dad's side of the family. So Yana and I are cousins. Um, um via her, her mom, her mother, and my father's side. <clears throat> but there is a history um from my maternal grandmother for um sis in the breast. Uh-huh. My grandma's actually had a couple of sis removed. But I really didn't think much of much about it. So I had been nursing autumn, right? Mm-hmm. And getting I wasn't necessarily trying to wean her off, but she was like giving me like some, she was probably like nine or ten months old, and I was like no, like, let's not do this. Like she was just kind of like, she was getting kind of irritated with me on a certain particular breast. And, and then whenever she would latch on a particular breast, it just was like, it's this excruciating type of pain. It was like, I, what is this? This is not normal. Um, And so eventually she just kind of weaned herself off. And I was not even gonna lie. I was I was glad she was at that point because every time she would latch on to the left side, it was just, it was intense. And so I ended up going for like an annual about probably about a year after she was born and, or no, before then, like I started noticing, like, it felt like something was in my nipple to the point where I wanted to squeeze my nipple, but I didn't know why I just had an urge to want to squeeze my nipple. This is a really graphic, sorry, y'all, but I was wanting to squeeze my nipple um, and I remember being in a shower and I thought it almost had the similar sensation, you know, when you're going to have letdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was a similar sensation of letdown, but it wasn't this. It was just it would I would just kind of get this intense like I want to let down, but nothing's coming out. And so I was like getting this feeling. I was like, I should just squeeze it. Maybe I've got like some like that. It was a, a I kept thinking in my head, maybe it's a a, a, a clogged up, a milk mm, duct. Milk duct, yeah. Yeah. It's like, maybe that's what it is. I, maybe I just need to try to express it and like, it'll be gone. Um, and so I got in the shower. I was like, let my, you know what I'm saying? Try to like warm everything up, whatever. Try to make it a little more, you know. Yeah. And I start squeezing and um, sure enough, stuff's coming out, but it's not milk. It's like a whitish, grayish mixed with a little bit of blood. And immediately I was like, hola, wait a minute. What is this? What is going on? I was like, that's not normal. And I was like, but I just. Did you have any pain? Like Just, just in my, just in my nipple. Like 
like I said, I could I wouldn't even call it besides the pain from her whenever she was it just felt heavy, like it was needing relief. Was it no, it wasn't you know how when you're having letdown and yeah. you can feel the milk coming out of your nipples? Oh yeah, gotcha, gotcha. That not like the oh I know I'm getting like ready the gorge, to not the, not the engorge, yeah, not the engorge feeling, just the letdown of the milk. <laughs> Getting ready to come at your nipples. This is so sorry. No, this is real. So, yeah. So I so anyway, I I'm like, yo, that's so weird. So I was like, I'm just gonna wait a couple of days. Cause once I once I squeeze the stuff out, I was like, but it felt so much better once I had like squeezed everything out. I was like, okay. But I was like, that's just not normal. So I'm like keeping it in the back of my head. And probably like a few days later, it happened again. And I was like, okay, I'm going to squeeze it again just to see what happens. And the same thing. I was like, yeah, something's not right. So I, was like, I immediately called my doctor, see if I could come in. She's like, of course. Ironically, had no idea. Shortly after that, my doctor was diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. Thank God. She's she survived, but she went through an intense period. Um, and she's in remission, I should say now. But um, they checked me um, and she said, um, and, you know, she did some palpitations and she was like, I'm not really sure. She was like, I'm just going to try to like, see if I can get something out. And she did. She was like, yeah. She's like, I'm going to send you over and try to get you set up with breast, the breast imaging center. Um, and so they made me an appointment. So then uh, kind of the same thing, kind of like that waiting period. It wasn't that long, probably about a week or so. Um, but of course, my mom I was like, well, Lord, I'm too young for this. And there's no history of the big C in that form in my family. Like, I'm like, that's not even a thing. Like, this is this is weird. And I was like, I've got young babies at home at this time. Like Autumn's like maybe a year old or she's at least a year old at this point. Zoe's three. Like I've got young babies at home. And so um, I remember going in and same thing. Um, it was just kind of like, a, it was a different, it's not the same thing as like, let's get you in and get you out. But, and then that same thing you were explaining is like the, the, the thought of like, the, whatever information I find out mm-hmm. could be, you know what I'm saying? It could be life or life or death. Like it really can't, you just, you don't know. And of course, what like I'm there by myself because what my husband is drawn out of town for work. Um, and I'm like, okay, dude, like this sucks going in here. You know what I mean? You know, like just having to go in by yourself. Um, but same thing, they were super nice. And I remember them giving me like a cute pink robe. And I was like, oh, this is lush. This is nice. I ain't gonna okay. hold y'all. I don't want one of them little vests to take home just to be. <laughs> just, what is this? Oh, Ow. Like a pat, I mean, a, not a poncho, but like like a wrap type thing. Yeah. Girl. I'm feeling this. It was real. Girl. Free. Yes. Um, but they they did the mammogram first and of course, so the, the whole joking thing was like ah. and I had heard horror stories from older women who first time they were going to get mammograms and everybody was talking about how much it hurt, it hurt. and it was like it, yes I yeah. was that too girl was scared I think I was more scared of that initially than having to find out whether this was something or not and so anyway I was like so I'm nervous 
and she's helped me. And we trying to get the thing on there and they squeeze it down. They take the images. And I was like, Ooh, okay. That wasn't as bad as I thought, but it was a struggle. Uh, <laughs> we were struggling. I mean, too, cause you had to, I ain't gonna joke. I ain't gonna joke on your height, but I was like, Did you- no, that too. No, absolutely. Y'all I'm short. Cause the machine, like, you have to stand into it. Yes. So I'm on my tiptoes. You know, you like Kevin Hart be telling the joke. He on his tiptoes. I was on my tiptoes. Okay, y'all, trying to get myself in this machine. It was a struggle. You are not lying. Um, so anyway, got that over with. And then they take me to the imaging room. And, you know, they turned on down the lights so the waiting. And you know, same thing. They're starting the ultrasound, and Tech says, "Okay, I do see something here." And I was like, "Oh, oh Lord Jesus, what do you see?" Do you see what I see? Like, what do you see? And um, lady said, <laughs> "No, I didn't mean to cut you off." But when you when they doing no, the stuff and different things, and they showing they, I'm I'm over here trying to like turn they measuring, and I'm seeing all kind of lines. I'm like, oh lord, it's a lot going on in there. <laughs> that gray matter, white matter. What is that? Why is that area look? That's dark. Now that's really light. That's and a you big ball. That's a little circle. That's what it yeah. is. Got your arm up. You try, <laughs> try to look, try to peep. And I look like, on the thing. Tell me. Because... <laughs> and then right. when they, when they had the, they take the images down. They're like, let me go take this to the doctor. Yeah. Sitting there, they're like, they take it forever. What they For long. Ever. Forever. Thankfully. You know, it was just, it was a cyst, but at the same time, they were just like, we're going to keep just, you keep an eye on it. You watch it. If something abnormal outside of what's been happening starts to happen, you immediately give us a call, come in, we'll check you out. Um, So I've just kind of, and I still have the same issue. Um, Like literally as we speak right now, like I have the sensation to want to, uh, Milk is it clogged or something? Up. They say what would it would continuously it's, happen, or it's just a cyst, and you know how cysts sit in um that ma- the material that makes the the stuff that comes out, it kind of sits in a little, it has its own little sack mm. that I don't even know if that makes sense. And so you can get rid of it, but the material just kind of keeps it'll almost fill back up like and almost kind of like when you get a bowl, how it kind of. Yeah, I yeah, I guess you could say sort of like that. Yeah. And so mine is kind of based off of my hormones. And so depending on like where I am in the month and all that stuff, it's just a more likely chance where it's wants to be bothersome. And then other times it's yeah, it's not. Yeah. That's yeah. Said about I, my second one, this the second time around, the area was more they just said it was just breast tissue and how it just gets changed and they say it may just be hormonal or mm. your diet um could be a little bit of both because this last <laughs> month been a stroke <laughs> girl but um hormones too you know um uh, it's crazy what them hormones that do to you hormones be all computer singing i done turn everything off my bad y'all my <laughs> chimes going on. Listen, I can't hear anything. By the way, if that if that's happening, you can hear that. the no. Oh, okay, I've heard anything. Oh well, good. Yeah, I, I was like on my end. I'm not hearing anything. 
thing, but it could be because I'm chatting too, but I wasn't trying to hijack your story at all, but it was more of like a, I I can relate to your story. Um, and it's important, I think, for people to hear. Yes, I was going to say that you didn't hijack it at all. We didn't even expect the the conversation to go here, but you know, we've been led by this, this, this conversation had to reach someone's ears Mm. to make the move to get checked out. Yeah. yeah. I pray that whoever this touches that, you know, you take care of yourself rather, if, you know, not even beyond the breast, but whatever it is. Yes. It's, if, you know, especially if you know you have a history of anything that runs in your family, that you keep, uh, you know, you keep, uh, you know, your own, you know. I mean, we need I, to be. I'm at a Pay, paying attention, yeah. um, watch, you know what I'm saying? Doing self-breast exam, yeah. uh, look, exams at your home. And like you said, not just anything dealing with like breasts or anything, but any kind of Anything. If you got issues. family that got high, that, that high yeah. blood pressure, running, get you a cup. cup yes. The little yes. blood cup. Yeah. yeah. And keep regular check of your monitor your your sim i mean monitor your your um blood pressure absolutely i feel like anything that that is happening um with you that has not been happening before um that seems to start being coming consistently or based you know what i'm saying like get a check it could be even nothing, if anything even if ain't nothing going on get a check get, get a check at least one annual Please. Get your annual and your labs. Get your mm-hmm. lab work, your blood work done. Um, yes. Do it. Yes. And I know it's, we're not medical professions to, to say the least. So, you know, definitely consult your doctors. Right. <laughs> um, but we are definitely advocating and, and we really want to make sure that even as part of our conversations, a Health is one of the most important because we can't do anything. We can't go out here and teach and practice and grow and learn and develop and do whatever as it relates to anything surrounding us in our space. If we ain't healthy. Amen. Say it again. We can't do anything if we're not healthy, if we're not here. Yeah. Yeah. Mind, body, body, and soul. Amen. Amen. And our PSA for today on Melanated Conversations. <laughs> also, wear your goddamn mask, okay? Please, please. No, seriously, y'all. It's been some people close mm-hmm. and far mm-hmm. that have pass with this thing and while we know a mask can prevent it it can assist with the prevention absolutely Um, and whatever side of the aisle that you stand on with wearing a mask and not wearing a mask we're not here for debating that Mm -hmm. Um, when you think about how this virus can affect different people in different ways you want to do your part and however you can to curve it getting to someone else because while it may not affect you it could kill somebody else you know and it's not even just that because I think sometimes people like 
people try to compare numbers to flu and COVID and all yeah. this other stuff. And and here's I the don't thing. Want to be, and I get tired of that conversation. <clears throat> let me tell you, I don't want the flu either. So. I, exactly. <laughs> Child, oh, let me tell you, I'll be here and somebody got the flu. Stay away from me. Do you hear me? Keep your distance, please. And thank you. But I was going to say about that was not about just the argument so much between, but because some of the, the research, I know this is still new. This is still new and it's still ongoing and, and things are constantly changing at the hour. The CDC is changing things and stuff like this. But what I think one of the pretty consistent things that has been coming out with since at least the summer is that people are having long-term effects, even once they recover from this, yeah. other parts of their bodies and systems are being affected by this particular virus, unlike the flu. You know what I'm saying? And so, so for people to just be like, it's just like the flu or not that many people are dying. Well, number one, I don't care how many people are or are not. People are dying. Number one, let's get that straight. People are dying. So we should care. Right. Uh, Numbers don't matter when death is involved. Exactly. One is, is too many. One is too many. And like I just said, like the people are having long-term effects. I know a guy who I went to high school with, he's like a year or two younger than me, got COVID this summer. He t- And I can share this because he, he kind of put out a, he wrote a, um, a story for about sharing it, but <clears throat> got it this summer. Didn't have like a, I think he said maybe had like a mild case, but a few months later ended up having some issues with his lungs. And now it's one of those things where it's like, this potentially is going to affect him for the rest of his life. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like young cat, a young guy, healthy guy, very healthy guy. Um, and unfortunately now, because he contracted this, now he's going to suffer some long-term effects, yeah. with, you know, or potentially long-term effects, you know, on his yeah, respiratory we got a system. Stigma that just because I'm healthy or whatever they're saying or the high-risk people that it doesn't affect me, it can affect no. anybody. Anybody. And I wish that we would be more, we would have the mindset of thinking this could affect me like it has affected so many people that have passed from this. Like this could potentially, like, I'm not going to continue down that rabbit hole, but I, I know with, as for me and my household, we, now there's, you know, we can't avoid life and living and doing the day-to-day things, but even with doing that, still mm-hmm. being very, um, cognizant and mindful of creating a plan of action plan for one and also recognizing and knowing just the basic things if i've traveled somewhere for my kids and travel somewhere and did something maybe let's not go anywhere maybe we just gonna have to put ourselves on a timeout or maybe we're gonna really have to if it's really at a point where we just have to do something that we are really being very cautious of yes. the things that we do in the surroundings and trying to social distance as much as we can yeah. um, because we know there are certain things that you just you just can't avoid you no. can't avoid going to the grocery store I mean exactly. I guess you could in a way but 
you know, you still got to eat, you still got to live, you still got to maybe go to work, you still got to, you know, some people still got to, they just have to have their kids um, go to school. I mean, yeah. you still have to do things to survive and live, but Absolutely. whatever you do, I'm just ask them, just do it cautiously. Don't just mm. live your life reckless. I just see mm. some people like, and I'm going to say this one thing and I'm really going to get off of this topic. Sure was the World Series with the Dodgers, I think it was, mm-hmm. the one. And first of all, how there's a lot of questions that need answers. Like, how mm-hmm. did he make it through six innings of a game? And then suddenly... Had be tested be, for COVID. That don't positive. And then to have the audacity to come screw, back. Screw what y'all saying. And screw with everybody around me. I don't know what. My, I'm just, you know, I'm going to celebrate my team. Not thinking about these teammates have families. Yep. It might not affect them personally. They could be asymptomatic, but they can yep. carry it and bring it home to somebody yep. that's not or a fan or yep. somebody that may bring it and carry it to somebody else. Like, yep. I just cannot wrap my mind that he could be so... I wanted to say a word and I shouldn't say, but he could be just don't be censoring yourself on here. Reckless mm-hmm. and not care. Yep. Like that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. Just yeah. you know and you go yep. affect somebody. Yep. I mean, and it's and like you just said too, it's like this was like the the World Series game. Like this was the the this was the determinant of okay, now everything is over with and we can get out of this bubble and we can go back home to our families, to our respective places. Meaning now at this point, you are free from whatever obligations you have. And now you're welcome. You're free to go back out into the world and you make that choice and that decision. And then on top of that, your board was like, all right, I'm going to come out here. All right. I'm going to celebrate with my teammates. All right. I got a mask on. No, he didn't have a mask. No, no, no. He had it on and then pulled the joint off. He didn't have a mask. So that's yeah. My same. I know. I'm saying that's that's still not. Yeah, you You ain't wearing the right. You ain't wearing. Blatantly just pulled it off. Like it's really it's the empathy for me. It's the lack of empathy for me. That's what it is. And I think that's 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 been the biggest thing for me. Not even just COVID in general. And that's the reason why I had to turn away from social media, turn off my TV for weeks because of the lack of empathy and the lack of just I care for one another. Like Mm -hmm. I was talking to my best friend the other day. And she shared with me, she was like, sis, I just, sometimes, man, this world can be so cruel. She was like, she was at the grocery store and it was this lady um, in the line, an older lady. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't melanated. Let's just say mm-hmm. that. You didn't have to tell me that. I already knew that. Um, that was staying in the line in front of her. And... Um, she was. She had just. She said just a couple of groceries on the conveyor belt, and um, when the when the clerk rung up all her stuff, I think she was getting um, food stamps 
And I think they said she was only getting like $18 a week or something like that. First of all, who can survive $18 a week? But that's neither here nor there. Um, and she was over by like $2. And my friend, she actually wasn't right behind her in the line. I think she said it was another person in front of her that was right behind her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it just broke my heart to see this lady. Like she said, she didn't have but a little bit of stuff. And she had like things like, you know, like potty meat, whatever. It's something that she could afford with her. But she said she actually had more like food for her cat. She had a little cat food. Um, wow. And she was like, she's like, I'll get it. She said, no matter of fact, you get out the line. And um, we gonna we gonna um, find some. We gonna we gonna get, get you some more stuff. Some stuff. Yeah. Before yeah. she said that, the person behind the line, she was like, she was just getting agitated. Like, oh, I just wish. And 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 it was just, I, I don't know. It was just, you know, this lack of empathy and care. Um, and she was just like, no, ma'am, come on out here, and yeah. um, you get whatever you whatever you need. I'm gonna get it. And she, she's like, she broke down. She was like, that's the first time something like this has ever happened to me. And she was like, I've been, she's like, you know, she's by herself. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think she was like maybe in her eighties. Oh, um, wow. Doesn't have anybody. And she was like, I haven't really eaten in weeks because I'm really trying to stretch what I have. And, um, she was like, Cause when she was getting gross, she was like, you sure I can get, she was like, get what, get what you need, yeah. get what you need. And she was, she was like, she just broke down crying. She was like, I've never, I've never, I've never experienced this in my life. And she was like, I didn't have anybody. I didn't think stuff like this happened to people. And um, she, my friend was just like, man, you know, that broke me down to hear that and to see that and to see like we in this country are fighting over nothing and it's people in this world like her or I know but donkeys and elephants you feel me bloods and crips I mean they don't have the basic essentials I don't care what side of the party line you you own I'm on the on the on the side of love I just can't it First, I just, it's just sometimes I don't understand how we can live in a world and be okay with people not having the basic essentials to just live. I'm not asking Mm -hmm. for everything. I'm just saying food, shelter, and health. Like Mm -hmm. food. You need food. You, I don't we all need care. I don't care what line of the party you stand for. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be able to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And if you feel otherwise, then how can you say you care for a life of another being or you say, I'm not going to go down that hole either because I know that can lead to a whole nother. You know, we can go, we can go, mm-hmm. we can go, go there on that. But mm-hmm. she was just like, man, my friend was just telling me, she was like, you know, seeing there broke me because this is where we've come with the world. 
And mm-hmm. and she was like, I thought about my own grandma in that situation. There could be my grandma out that there. literally you said 80 something. I was like, that's grandma's. And that's granny like, and Nancy. Is that what I have to look forward to? I mean, when I get older, because we don't know what life could no, turn us. Exactly. But giving the gift of empathy and care is free to it's anybody to give. Costs you, gotta, you nothing. Costs you nothing. Yep. Yep. I don't know how I got here, but um, no, you're fine. I'm restraining myself because I don't want to go down rabbit holes. Holes. So I'm I'm letting you know that you because <laughs> I'm the AA. But it's just things like that, and I and I don't say that to say that there's no good in this world because that is the one thing that. I have, that's why I had to tune out so much and cutting out social media was a big part of that. Yeah. It was because I had to get back to the realization that not everything is bad. There is good and you have to focus on the good and trying to do better. So that could be more good. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. It, 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 it brings you down yeah. when you see simple things like that and how people, for one, take advantage of just the the things that they have. And I, for one, I can raise my hand and say that because, you know, I'm definitely, I'm not where I want to be. But yeah. if I look back on this year on myself and my family, I can say for sure that I am definitely blessed or even just even the fact that even if we don't get anything more than what we have now, mm-hmm. I'm blessed to the fact that all four of us can be in the house together. That's not Amen. Amen. Even when, when you're tired of seeing each other, I'm blessed that all four of us can be home. And can, I can be tired of seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blessed that my husband can work from home. And, yeah. And I can pursue my own business ventures. Yeah. I'm thankful just for, you know, for, for good health. I'm, I, every morning, that's something that we definitely, my husband both do. We allocate at least 15 minutes to just meditate on the things that we're grateful for. And yeah. you will, if you do that, you will realize how much you are truly blessed because the things that you don't necessarily take the time to think about are the very things that some people are hoping and longing for. Yes. Say that again. I would even just say random things like, I mean, not random, not random, but just even thinking of just waking up and saying, I'm grateful for this bed. Yes. I'm grateful to be able to walk. I'm grateful to see, even though I got to have my contacts. Come on. I'm grateful that I can get contacts in class. Amen. When you just start doing that, it creates this, you know, this, everything connects and it creates this domino effect. Like, like I just said, I'm grateful I can see. I'm grateful I got contests. I'm grateful yes. I can't even. Well, life contact. becomes so much more meaningful. Huh? Life becomes so much more meaningful. It's not trivial anymore, right? You don't take those things for granted and you understand that they're all connected and given to you as a gift for a reason. And that's, and that, and on top of that, that, once it's a gift. So somebody gave that to you. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a creator 
enabled you to be able to see, you know what I'm saying? Enabled you to be able to take breath, enabled you to be able to have the wisdom and the knowledge and do the things that you're able to do to be able to accomplish your goals. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off and I'm not cutting me off. This is a two-way conversation. But for me, it's it's very similar in the aspect of like, I think of it from that perspective of like, number one, yes, the world is crazy and evil is running rampant. And for a lot of people, it can make them feel hopeless, right? Mm -hmm. It can make them feel like like if this is what this is then they don't want it, right? We're seeing higher rates of suicide and depression. It just, just with all the things that are just happening just this year, not on top of just the things that people individually have to deal with personally in their own lives, right? Just collectively, it, everybody is dealing with hard things, but then you got to deal with personal hardships, right? And so they, people can become so hopeless. And for me, it really is, my, we talk about all the time, like every episode, I feel like, like my faith is so important to me. And it's not that it's my faith, but it's my faith and my hope and my trust in Jesus Christ and what God has done for me. Because when I read the word, I can see time and time again, where he has said something and he has always kept his promises and he doesn't change. And we're fickle. Human beings, we're fickle. That's 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 our sin, sin nature. That's just what it is. We are fickle. We don't keep our word. We are not nice to one another. We're not loving. We're not kind. It That's what it is if we're being honest. Um, but God is love. The Bible tells us that God is love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I say I'm going to remove myself and then I say I'm going to believe, number one, I'm going to believe that the statement that God is love, that's a true statement, that that's a fact. I'm going to trust that. I'm going to believe that. And then I got to remove Terry and completely away from the picture and say, okay, Lord, now I'm going to believe that what you say is true. And I'm going to give all that other stuff over to you. Cause at the end of the day, if I touch it, once again, we talk about putting our hands and stuff. If I touch it, I'm going to jack it up every single time, no matter what it is, no matter what I think my intentions may be good. Um, at the end of the day, I'm still going to always be thinking about myself if yeah. we gonna, if we be honest. And so I have to let the Lord lead me. I'm going to have to surrender to whatever he's called and wants for my life. And so for me, that's where I'm able to find hope. Back to like you talking about reflecting, which I think is so important. And I love that like you and Cordell like sit, sit and do these meditations and reflect early in the morning. And then you just like when we talked, you were talking about how, you know, like the very things, a lot of times that we can feel like are annoying or agitating or burdensome to a certain degree where other people like, man, I wish I had that. And I, and so often, and there's so many things, but so often with my children, like literally the other night, it's like 730, it's almost time for them to go to bed. I'm tired. It's been a long day. And they're running through the house, laughing, giggling, da, 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 da. And I had to stop and pause for a moment. Because in that moment, I can be like, y'all sit down, be quiet. You get on my nerves, get ready for bed. Y'all doing the most. But I, I took a different approach and I said, thank you, Lord, my children. Thank you, Lord, that I get to hear the the running of feet in the house. Thank you, Lord, that I get to hear laughter, that my children are flourishing in a pandemic. And you know what I'm saying? In social unrest, my children are okay. They are happy. Thank you, Lord. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes it takes us shifting our perspective. See, 
Wait a minute. <laughs> no, let it out. You know, I'm I'm a I'm pro cry. If no, I know why. Line, I'm on <laughs> cry. That's why I said, wait a minute, because this is not supposed to be happening. <laughs> this is false. This is wrong. Uh-uh. This, let it out. Uh-uh. Let it we flow. We're gonna delete this oh, part. <laughs> we're gonna delete this part. But no, but no. Huh, what you say? I said no, we're not deleting nothing. <laughs> But but um, but yeah, just think like the, those lit. It's this. It really is the little things in life. It is truly the little things in life. Um, and so I, you know, I think about it a lot of times. I'm like, ooh, my kids get on my nerves. But Lord, there's so many people that want children. Yes, long to have. You know what I'm saying? To be parents and to be mothers and to be fathers. Um, and 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 they're not able to. Yes. Um, so yeah, just, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. You know what I'm saying? Like that the Lord has been, has been sustaining us. And I, and we've had trying times this year and, you know, friends have gone through so much this year and family has gone through so much this year. We are all going through it. Um, but God is still good at the end of the day. And I can truly, truly say that he is still good. And that's what I, Literally, that's the only thing I cling to. It's the only thing that I hold on to is God's goodness and his faithfulness. Because at the end of the day, I don't have anything else, if I'm really being honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yes, I have family, right? I have you. I have my husband. I'm not talking about that type of stuff. Because at the end of the day. We're still human. You're still human, exactly. And those things can 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 fade away. Mm-hmm. God is eternal. and He does not change. And so that's where, you know, that's for me, that's a huge reflection for me uh, to share that. It's it's ironic that like, if you know, we, we, Dre and I, we left our church and then shortly after that, like our church disbanded um, and it's like, kind of feel like we're in a, not in a spiritual limbo. Uh, Lim- yeah, so what's kind of feeling like that, especially earlier this summer, was like, we're in a limbo. Like, what do we do? And it's so crazy, though. Like, even though we are not, quote unquote, connected to a particular church right now, I feel like plugged directly to the source. You feel more. We are so plugged to the source right now is insane. And like, like really being in the word and like my kids being in the word, like it's just been that's like, that's not even, you know what I'm saying? That's not to say, like, I know people have arguments on both sides about, like, whether we need to be physically in church or we don't, and the church is not the building and da da and all that back and forth type of stuff, too. And I think it's a little bit of both. I think, you know, and scripture does talk about, like, you do want to make sure at some point that you are collectively coming together. But at the same time, yeah, the church is not. The church building. shouldn't be above God and his exactly. word. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, if it does that, then that becomes an idol. And that's idolatry. Yes. And God don't like that. He don't like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So for us, you know, we still, yeah, just the fact that we can still, that as much as we feel like we're in a church limbo, I should say, not a spiritual limbo. We're in a church limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, spiritually, we I feel like we're like on all four cylinders. And it's just really, it's good. So. Yeah, I really don't know what I was saying to say. No, no, it it all it all ties together, and like everything that you said. And one thing that twenty twenty has taught me is that even in the midst of a quote unquote bad, mm-hmm. 
you can rest in knowing that there is good waiting. Like there can't be, there, there's nothing that can be bad. You can't say it's bad if it doesn't have a good aspect because that means mm. it, that cancels out that it's being bad. Right. 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 I, yeah. So I lean more to the, the, the fact that even whatever situation I'm in or I'm seeing or whatever is going on to just flip my thinking of thinking of it from the good side of it. Mm-hmm. It's hard sometimes to see the good side of certain things. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna tell you, it'd be hard. <laughs> I be searching high and low <laughs> to and from. <laughs> but I'm gonna give something that's general. And sometimes sure. for some people, this might be bad. And for me, it's not bad because I like cooking when I feel like it. But sometimes you might feel like, dude. I got all these things going on. I just don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. But the good side of that is you have the ability to. Oh, come on. Break it down. You got the groceries in your house. You were fortunate to have something to cook. You got flesh you, to feed. You're alive so that you come can on. continue to live. So I challenge anyone that's listening. If y'all listen to this long, we appreciate y'all first and foremost. Love know, y'all. Right now, you know, these rants when we get on the reflections, we really reflect y'all. And y'all don't maybe this is why we don't be doing. Maybe this is why we don't be doing solo episodes that much. <laughs> maybe something like, oh Lord, it's another solo episode. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just get the high level notes and the show notes and keep it moving. Right. <laughs> I have to just break some of these up in parts, ones and twos and threes. Right. But um. <laughs> If y'all are listening, I challenge you to, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your situation is, I know it's hard and I can't, I'm not here to, you know, negate the feelings and the things that are, that you're experiencing. I'm not here to take away that from you and say that, you know, just make it all, it's, it's all right. Cause you know, some of those feelings too, you need to process it in the way that you need to process it. Sometimes yes. it means crying. Sometimes it means shouting. Sometimes it means it could be you shutting down. I mean, talking, I don't know. I'm not a therapist, but yeah. that's not to say that you don't, you know, you don't go through it in the way that you need to. Mm-hmm. But I challenge you to shape your mind in a way to where you can find some good out of it even if that means the good is you that you're mm. you to that situation yes the change could be you you are maybe the good thing that that bad thing need come on <laughs> <laughs> girl what you talking oh um i hope that um this from hearing me and Terry, you know, Terry and I, we have fun all day and we have real conversations all day, all the time. A lot of stuff y'all don't hear, like things mm-hmm. that we go through or experience or laugh through or joke through or talk through, um, text through, because we text a lot of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the group chat be off the chain. It's just me and her. <laughs> um, but, you know, I am thankful. And this is another reason. This is another, you know, reflected on us doing this show. This is another notch in why this show is so special to both 
you and I is the fact that we can talk in this way and really express um because we don't know this we don't know how far this conversation would go and touch um yeah but just that we can share in this way and truly be ourselves because we do not show up we don't that's one promise that Terry and I made to each other when we create this show is if we can't show up as our true selves. Yeah. And I hate that the word authentic is this buzzword is actually one of my favorite things because that's what I want and crave and thrive on. And that's also one of my guiding principles is to be authentic. Yeah. But it's true for us is that even with, you know, because at one point when we started the show, it was like, when we heard ourselves back that first recording, we were like, oh, we sound country. Country. In the, the, you know, mm-hmm. the old Macmillan dirt road. Well, <laughs> gravel now. Did they pay even? No. <laughs> it's no, it's gravel. still it's still gravel. Macmillan <laughs> <laughs> Road. Um, but we were like, you know what? Because eventually mm-hmm. the fake fades. You can't fake it too long. No. And when we get all. excited and deep in our conversations, you're going to get the real. <laughs> and they're like, wait, they've been giving us this all this time. What is, what what is this? What is this? <laughs> so we made, we, we like I said, we made the promise to each other that if we can't show up to our, as our full selves, and that means also the guests that we bring on our show, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We love supporting our Black women and, um, and this, but you know, let's be real. As with anybody, mm-hmm. everybody is not for you, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's, right. that's part of it, you know. Especially if you, well, we're welcome. This is quote unquote our home. We're welcome into our space, and yeah. we can't be ourselves in our own yeah. space. What? What? What kind of mess? Kind of mess. <laughs> I don't like no, that. I don't want it. I don't want none of that. Um, but thankfully, every person, every woman yes. here on the show, it's like family. It's almost yes. like we see each other. <laughs> I'm sure that y'all listeners probably be like, Did every episode they be like, I like you because we really do be like we you. Really like do. This. <laughs> it's amazing what you, they, they say like what, like attracts like. Yeah, so. I know so, magnetics is usually the opposite, but um, it is opposites attract. But yeah, but, um, but we positive. don't operate like magnets. Nah, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. You know, in some certain things, you know, we have different. But yeah, we have different. You know, we think ideas, and process things think differently. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. not the same person. But no. we have, you know, anywho, yeah, <laughs> know what I'm trying to say. Like I said, if we couldn't show up for ourselves, show up as our true selves, we we're not going to do this because that'll mm-hmm. be doing a disservice to you all. And it's certainly be doing a disservice to us. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the whole purpose of Melanie conversation to have conversations that cater to our needs, cater to how we talk, how we walk, how we, you know, swivel our necks, swivel our necks, <laughs> put on our head in our head. Come on. Take out of our head. Take our hair out. <laughs> Twisted up, let braid it. Cause Whatever. when you live in a space, when you live in a world where those things are not common, you can't just show up as your full self. Yeah. 
we weren't going to create a space where we couldn't show up as our full self. That don't even make sense. It don't. To me, it, that makes no sense. So <laughs> we appreciate, that's a long-winded way of me saying, we appreciate y'all for supporting us through this entire year um, mm-hmm. of hosting this show. We've had a few changes um, yeah. that we've had to navigate through. And um, y'all have been with us since day one through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just appreciate y'all, not only just for supporting us, but like I said, the women that we bring on the show. There have been so many connections that are formed for the women that have been on our show. And that's just like, almost like a, well, not almost, that is like the dream come true for Terry and I when we have them on this show. And they say that it has opened doors for them. Man. Yeah, I don't even know. Y'all have no idea. No idea the connections that have been made. The impacts that are happening in communities because of the connections that have been made. Yes. Man. And we didn't know ha- more than half of these women no. on the show. No. Like season three was nothing but referrals or um, maybe we had some. Maybe know. each of us maybe personally maybe knew one person. But everyone that was, it. was referred to us. Y'all, we didn't, this was the first season we did no. When I say no, I mean zero. Yeah. Negative. Yeah. Outreach to anyone to be on the show. Yeah. Sometimes that that's mind boggling to me to, to say, because we're, we didn't even, like I said, when we started the show, we were racking our minds and our brains wondering who the heck we're going to get to talk to. How, yeah, who are we going to put on the show? How are we going like, to have I'm it? Liking, I'm liking call and see a Pookie available. She she be whipping up some nice hair. She might be <laughs> still coming. Girl. We still got Pookie. She might be coming up soon. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was like that. But, <clears> yeah. Like, Terry, that blows my mind that every woman has been referred to us. Yeah, it's the dopest thing ever. It's the coolest thing ever. Oh my gosh! If y'all have amazing referrals that y'all want to send to us, you can hit us up at mm-hmm. info at melanatedconversations.com. Yes, sir. We appreciate it because that that's how we keep the conversation going. Because, like yeah. we said, this is bigger than Terry or I. Just man, seeing us flourish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the work. If I don't do anything else, I, I know that I've done something. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's not like I. No, you've said everything. <laughs> Legit, you've literally said everything that I was thinking. Thank y'all for supporting us. We love y'all. Uh, and, uh, yeah, keep tuning in, keep tuning in. We, 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 there would be no us without y'all. So, I mean, it would be us, but yeah, you know, know. (laughs) (laughs) um, so I guess until next time, I don't know, we'll be coming out for maybe a Christmas special. Is this, we don't know when this is going to air. I mean, it'll be November ish. Thanksgiving-ish, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But You know, we still got to get over this election day hump. 
<laughs> we'll see where our, where our mind, body, and spirit is. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just so ready. Yeah, I'm just so ready for that to be over with. I, either side, both of them got good. Sick of I'm, say, I'm just tired of sick. I want, I'm, I wanted to walk down my street and not see signs in the yard. I just come on and flags flying, commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, when I started back watching TV, it's still not gonna be until probably a minute now, but that ain't gonna flood my system. I'm sorry, just made me think. Yeah. No, I'll tell you offline. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was a rant. We could probably edit that out, but um, sure. You yeah, know, you can keep I, it in. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not. Oh, shout, look, listen, but shout out to Joe Biden's cousin, though. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, for real. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, y'all, that's all we had. Well, it was probably a lot. <laughs> Um, but until next time, melanate on that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. voice.